Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, it is my fire horse brother. We just got back from Cabo. The one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Brent Gove. Welcome to the show, my brother. How are you? I should have known you'd start it with the fire horse thing. I'm doing great. I'm doing, are we going to tell them why or what that is? Let's do it. Just let them wonder. No, you, you know tell what? Them. Let's do it. I'll tell them. So right. we were going through and Brent and I were comparing Chinese Zodiac. And Brent and I were born in the same year. And I said, well, that's not just the year of the horse. That's the year of the fire horse. And he's like, well, what the hell's that? And I was like, it only happens like once a century. And we're starting going through the characteristics of the fire horse. And I know Brent owns all of those characteristics. And I just want to grow up and be like Brent by the time That's I'm funny. done with all this stuff. <laughs> it was fun. It was it better to be the, the fire horse than the Chinese warthog or you know, <laughs> pigeon. So uh, I, I, I'd rather be a fire horse. That was good. Oh, my God. No, I love it. But, Brent, listen, you are a legend in our industry. But actually, you started really humbly. I'm wondering if you would share with the audience just how you even got started in this crazy business. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my folks have been in real estate since the early 70s. I've got my phone here on a I'm in a, I'm in a model home. Is that funny? And so my photo is on a plate. And it was slipping. My folks got started in real estate in 1972. Bye, guys. Those are, those are my kids. I Anyways, met your kids. They're wonderful. Yes, yes. I like them, too. Anyway, so, so um, uh, you know, in the 70s in San Diego, where I was born, my birth town. And then we moved up to Sacramento in the mid-70s. And uh, been there ever since. I'm in Roseville, California, a little suburb of Sacramento. And I got real estate 25 years ago. And wow. I, the first six months, I sold like three homes. And then I, so I was not the rookie of the year, the month, the week, or even the day. And then, um, <laughs> but I did, I did kind of figure it out. My first full year after that six months, I sold 18 homes, my first official for a full year. And then 28 and then 48 by my Fourth year, I think I sold 48 homes and I almost made $400,000. It was 1999. I was going to party like it was 1999. That was a lot of money for me yeah. back then. I was so excited. So that's kind of how I got into real estate. And uh, But no, I did not shoot out the gates. <laughs> I was more like a fire slug than a fire horse. <laughs> Listen, the thing is that you're on fire now. That's all that yeah. matters. So that's all yes. good. And to our but, listeners, if you're struggling now, you can figure it out, right, Michael? I love that. That is so true because we all have stories to have gotten where we get to. And that's the whole Absolutely. point of this, right? It's the whole point of really talking about this. And that actually sets me up for what I really want to talk about because, you know, you and I have known each other now for about a year that I've been here at EXP. You were one of the first phone calls that I've gotten. And you and I have built such a beautiful friendship. And I call you my brother and it's really from my heart. And you are one of the most generous people I know. And in knowing you, there's a lot of defining words for you. And don't worry, they're all good. <laughs> 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 one, of the, one of the first ones is really mindset, right? And so it was really interesting to me because when I was just at the event that you did, which was, by the way, Tell people about the event you just did. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, we uh, we got a few leaders together in Cabo San Lucas. We went to the Hyatt Ziva and we, we flew in about 700 of the of the who's who in real estate. We had agents there doing 100 million a year, 300 a million a year. We have agents there that'll do 750 million this year in sales with their teams, not companies. We had top agents doing 10, 20, 30. It was just an amazing mastermind. Uh, Grant Cardone showed up, asked if he could speak at it. I said, sure. John Chetblack, another famous guy, showed up. Uh, I, asked the, I asked him, and he goes, yeah, I'll come over. And he spoke at it. And it wasn't just thrown together. It was very organized. And um, it turned out great. What did you think? You've been to a lot I of I got to tell you, stuff. it was, was one you? of the best events that I've been to. And I swear to you, because the size was perfect. Everyone got to participate with one another. Everyone got to, uh, to, to get the message that you were giving. And there were a lot of great messages. And, you know, the one thing that, that I can't believe you did was have me follow Grant Cardone. <laughs> I believe in you. We actually talked about it. We thought, who has the skill and the talent and the culture oh, sure. to follow Grant Cardone? Please. And you you were the only one on the list. So it's that million dollar New York smile you got, baby. You got it. You got some swag, baby. Um, but anyway, so uh, one of the first things was mindset. And there was someone there that shared a story about you that knew you in your youth. And the fact that when you were a teenager, you were actually a dishwasher, but you always had that mindset and you are actually there listening to inspirational, motivational tapes back then. Yeah. And that's amazing. Tell me what mindset means to you. Well, it's funny. Um, I, I wouldn't say I always had that mindset. I was 19 years old. I was a rugby player and I was washing dishes and cooking omelets and put myself through college at Chico state. And it's a local state college here in California. Yeah. And uh, but my dad gave me these Zig Ziglar tapes, which were, um, you know, obviously Zig Ziglar. Who doesn't love Zig? And I remember putting my Sony Walkman, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like that, you know, Chris Platt, who he yeah. wears or whatever his name is. And uh, goes dancing through the beginning of that. And, and and all the other dishwashers made fun of me that I was listening to some cult thing, this Zig Ziglar guy talking about goal setting and having a positive attitude and having that I can do it mindset and surrounding yourself with good people and goals and dreams and visions and helping enough people get what they want. I started listening to those again and again every day. And it was funny how there's politics in the dish room. Even the other dishwashers that make fun of me, just smoke pot, drink beer, be like us. And I'm like, no, nah, I got something else in mind for my life. And um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that helped a lot learning. Then I got into Tony Robbins and John Maxwell and, you know, Francis Chan, uh, uh, Lance Wallnow, just some really great human beings with great information for me. That was amazing. And speaking of Tony Robbins, you know, not only were you inspired by him, but now you're going to employ him. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I've never thought of it. I employed Tony Robbins, but yeah, that's right. He's he's speaking at my event in August and I'm paying him three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to deliver a three hour keynote. The final day of my event in Dallas, we got six thousand people coming. That's it's crazy. not Remax. It's not Keller Williams. It's not even EXP. It's just me. It's just Great me, and Gene Frederick and a handful of agents, Rob Flick and getting together and and calling our friends and we get 6,000 people showing up and saying, including Tony Robbins. It's going to be great. That's going to be amazing. Actually. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to yeah, be. I'm glad, I'm glad I could employ Tony Robbins. That's funny. That's I said it like that. I like that, that can, that's hilarious. 
I love it. Now look, I also found out you're a history buff. Yeah. I love this. All right, yeah. so let me ask you this. Who is the most influential person in history that you admire and why? I would say I can answer that. There's a lot. Um, yeah. I'll give you a strange one that nobody knows about, but it, um, the guy in Tiananmen Square, when he stood in front of those tanks with his grocery bags and he wow. stopped those tanks from rolling into Tiananmen Square, Square, that was a historic moment that just to this day gives me goosebumps. I don't know if I'd be brave enough to stand in front of a tank with my shopping bags from Safeway or Rayleigh's, Walmart, or wherever it was I'd be. And, and, and all the other tanks just, well, the front tank stepping, we're stopping. And one guy for freedom, one guy, you know, that just um, also Rosa Parks, you know, when she was told to get to the back of the bus, he's a history, uh, fan of her. Martin Luther King, I love the whole civil rights movement. You know, I have a dream, little black boys, little white boys playing together. You didn't say that. Mar probably uh, Martin Luther King, um, just because it was a very dangerous what he did and, and a very yeah. scary time in the 60s. And of course, he died for it. Yeah. But man, do I respect Martin Luther King. Um, you know, there's lots of people throughout history. Winston Churchill, you know, you name it. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were a history buff. I love that because I love doing that too. You know, I, I, I'm like a huge Henry VIII fan. Oh, yeah. I love, I love everything Tudors. And it's sort of like, you know, that type of mentality of, you know, there, there's no, I mean, he did, you know, forget about the sort of like, you know, the five wives he killed. But it's <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a world history buff. U.S. Yes. history. I was in Maui yesterday and we were riding electric scooters all over Kapalua. And we went to the top it. of Pineapple Hill and there's those little historical plaques. And here's who founded it. And here's yeah. what he did. And we're reading. I just I'm one of those weirdos who think that's interesting. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. I love yeah. that. It must be a fire horse thing. So, yeah. yeah. Fire horses. There you go. <laughs> The next defining word for you is focus. And you are incredibly focused. And I know that I did a little bit of research and I think you were ranked in the top 10 or top 15 or something in Remax in all the world when you were at Remax. So tell me how you accomplished that. What is focus for you? And how do you do that now? You can't bring 6,000 people to an event where you employ Tony Robbins to come and sort of do this without focus. You can't just have done a 700 member, a 700 member sort of mastermind that was genius without focus. You can't sort of do what you've built to 10, 15,000 agents, whatever you've sort of built your team to at this point without focus. Tell me about that. Well, I think, um, um, thank you. You're, you're giving me a lot of nice compliments here. So, but, it, you know, we all try our best, but I think it starts with the dream a vision. Like, what do I want my life to be about? What do I want to achieve and do? But then you, you kind of set those lofty, you know, five-year goals, 10-year goals, 20, 30, 50-year goals. And then, and then you kind of work backwards from there. Then you go, okay, you got to sell so many homes now. I got it. Whatever it is you got to do, I got to build my company to X, whatever it is. And then you you come up with a plan and then you implement that plan. So I'm a big on the 30,000 foot perspective of your business, work on your business, not just in it. And I think so many people listening to us today are so busy showing property, taking listings, selling commercial buildings, listing commercial buildings, whether it's residential 
or commercial leasing, whatever, doing loans. They're so busy in the business. They never pop their head up like those little uh, animals in the Saharan desert, you know, looking yeah. around going, what's going to get me? And like uh, Netflix, you know, they got Blockbuster. Travel agents were gotten by Travelocity. Retail was gotten by Amazon. So you got to pop your head up and go, am I doing the right thing here? Am I about to get eaten? And so um, I'm big on designing a calendar. And then I live by my calendar, not my emotions. If anyone wants to write that down, there's a good one for you. Live by your calendar, not your emotions. I ride my emotions, I do. But if I say I'm going to do something, I'm there. And I mean what I say and say what I mean. And it's a bit of that Popeye thing, right? <laughs> and and um, so that, that's my focus. And, and I, I'm tenacious. I think yeah. like you, Michael, and like a lot of people listening, we're tenacious. And when I get invited to go houseboating, if my calendar says I'm working, I, I politely say, no, thank you, snow skiing. I plan out all my vacations a year in advance. I know exactly what I'm doing every day, every week, every month, the rest of the year. I know all the trips I'm taking. I know where I'm going. And, and sometimes I'll take spontaneous trips if, if the room's there in the schedule. But I travel twice a month. I mean, I travel plenty. So it's all good. You know, and I, and I think that that's a great sort of gift you just gave the listeners. Because I say so often that success is a math problem. You want to figure out how much you want to make in a year, figure out how many homes you need to sell, figure out how many calls it takes to sort of do that, figure out how big of a team you need to do to sort of accomplish that. And it's all a math problem. When you start breaking it down, if you want to say you want to make a million dollars a year, so what does that mean to you? What do you have to do? What's the competition out there? Get to know what you need to do to get there. If you break it down to a daily goal, it's not that cumbersome at that point. And if you can conquer the day, you can conquer the week, the month, and you'll get to the year goal. Now, it's interesting what you just said. One of my good friends, Barry Mathis, is coached by Sean Kokoska. He used to be the president of MAPS Coaching for Keller Williams. He's now at EXP, the company I'm yeah. with. And, um, and you, by the way, as, as our yeah. worldwide president, but um, El Presidente. But um, Barry was struggling last November. He's been in the industry for 20 years. He's, he's had 47 agents working for him. He's been a big broker. He's made lots of money. And he ran out of escrows right, into, right at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Literally everything closed or, or fell out of escrow. And he got frustrated with himself. And he tells his coach, that's hint number one, get a coach. Right. He goes, what did I do? And Sean goes, you know, shake all that off. It happens. He goes, here's what I want you to do. Talk to 10 people a day. You said success is a math problem. Sean broke it down to just have 10 discussions with anyone that will listen to you a day. It could be about interest rates. It could be about real estate. It could be about how the market is, when you think the market will correct, blah, 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 anything real estate. And then at the end of it, go, hey, if you don't even thinking about buying or selling, you know, I'd love a referral and I'll, you know, send you a nice dinner, do something nice. So he said, do that 10 times a day for the next 30 days. And he, that means you're talking to 300 people in 30 days. He actually did it for 45 days. So I guess he talked to 450 people and he didn't quite get it all every day. So it's a little harder than he thought. Just yeah. could be a minute conversation. He had 22 homes in escrow 45 days later. 22 homes in escrow. If Donnie Robbins says this, if you're in your head, you're dead. So he did the math. Sean Kokoske, his coach, 10 a day, share numbers, numbers. If you pull the trigger, we'll give you results. I thought that was a pretty good story. So, yeah. I love that. So you yep. mentioned EXP. Tell me how you found EXP. Oh, sure. The same way you found it, brother. You, you got a phone call, didn't you? Is that about yeah. right? Someone call you? 
I sure. Well, actually, it was it was sharing a panel with somebody, which was Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was speaking at a Haas Pratt. You know Haas Pratt? Yeah, of course He's I do. EXP agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course I do. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, I spoke at one of Haas Pratt's original events he ever did when he first got into training and coaching. And one of the, thank God, there was a woman in the audience, Sheila Fergeron, who was selling about 15 million a year in Dallas. You know, ran a couple builder subdivisions, had four or five salespeople, just, you know, single mom, two teenage boys. And she really liked my speaking style and what I had to share. At least that's what she told me, right? (laughs) I spoke to her today, actually. Oh, did you? How great. Okay. So four and a half uh, years ago, she called me and I hadn't talked to her in two years. Uh, So six and a half years ago, I spoke at that event and she said, man, I met you for like 30 seconds in the lobby. Do you remember me? And I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. I talked to a hundred people in the lobby after I spoke. You know, after you speak, everyone wants to come up, meet you, shake your yeah. hand, all that pre COVID, right? Shake your hand. Right. So uh, anyway, so thank God that's getting back to normal. But um, she said, and then she just asked me if, um, told me how impressed she was with me. So I liked her instantly, right? <laughs> how, what an amazing speaker. Like she's buttering me up. I'm like, hey, I'm good. I like this. You know, if you're selling, I'm buying. God, this woman is so smart. <laughs> she is. She is. I'm words of affirmation, right? Like most men, tell, tell me I'm a stud and, and love me, hold me. We're <laughs> the five love languages, right? Words of affirmation and touch. So she told me I was a big stud. And, and so she had me at hello. And then she uh, she asked me if I'd ever heard of EXP and she loved my opinion on the model. I said, sure, I'll look at it just like that. Doing a $100 million team, $118 million a year. Didn't even hesitate to look at it. Sure. I mean, yeah. I knew it wouldn't be as good as Keller Williams. I mean, my gosh. And 40 minutes later, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's not as good. It's 10 times better. And anyone watching this, no offense, but if, if you don't think it's 10 times better than where you are, you simply don't understand the math or the numbers. So learn about it. Take some time because we're going to be the largest real estate in the, in the world next year at the end of next year or real close. And for sure the year after that, if we don't get there and you're taking us into a hundred countries in the next probably eight or nine years, and we'll be a million agents and we're going to make history. It's agent owned with the founder through the shares of stock. Pretty cool revenue share. So many great things, culture training agents are going from 20 million to 40 million, 40 million to 80 million. We're, we're doubling and tripling production with the best agents in the business. So I, that's how I found EXP. Sheila changed my life four and a half years ago. I thank God she didn't go, I only met him for 30 seconds. He probably that's won't remember crazy. me. Call people, tell them, you know, so yeah. Somebody that you met for 30 seconds changed your life. Yep, absolutely. Right? Big time. Thank, thank you, Sheila, for calling Isn't me. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yep. And so think about how many lives you're changing. Because of yeah, well, we are, we are. It's not a yeah. me. I get way too much credit. We're doing this together. But at the end of this year, I'll end up with 30,000 people in my organization, which is to do that in a period of what, five years and two months to have 30,000 agents and brokers. And probably at the end of this year, how many countries do you think we'll be in at the end of uh, 2021? Can you, are you allowed to say? It'll be over 20. Over 20. And guess what? I'll have agents and all 20 of those. I know you will. When people sell homes in Brisbane and Mumbai and in Cape Town and Portugal and Italy and France and Spain and Rio de Janeiro, Brazil and That's Hong right. Kong and Malaysia and all these countries we're going into, someday Japan, someday South Korea and the Philippines, I get paid. That's revenue right. share, not from those agents, but from EXP. It is the most incredible model if you don't understand it. I don't, you got to understand it. 
you know, it's sort of like I said something at your event and I sort of said that EXP is now a movement. And it is so true because it's the, the amount of lives that this model changes. It's extraordinary yeah. across the globe. Yep. And so that is what I'm sort of humbled to be a part of. And you are so incredible with what you do. And you're probably one of the most humble people I've ever met. And yeah. you and your beautiful family. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just that. It's that it's, it's, it's all about servitude and servicing and serving others. And yeah. that's what's so beautiful about this model. Well, I'm excited to take this around the world with you, Michael. That's and for right. everyone watching, we got the right guy in the right seat on the bus. Oh, Michael man. Valdez, president of International Expansion Growth. He this is, is your interview, Brento. He is awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding, man. I, I'm so excited. I'm so grateful you were on that panel. I'm grateful And to uh, you. we are super fortunate to have you. And I mean that. So well, thank you, brother. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm going to go for another word now, another defining word of Brent Go is motivation. And you um, authored a book called Momentum. And it's, uh, it's also an idea of motivating others. How do you, a two-part question, motivate yourself and then motivate those 30,000 people that are part of your group now? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Well, Zig Ziglar taught me a long time, a long time ago, the key to success is the word enthusiasm. And especially the last uh, four letters of the word enthusiasm, which stand for I am sold myself. And if you really believe in something, I mean, you just really down at a core level, believe in something, there's no stopping you. Your, your passion, your authenticity, your motivation, your focus, everything. So when I was checking out EXP, I flew to, to um, San Antonio. I went to the Western Riverwalk. There were 400 people in the entire company there four and a half years ago. And now we're going to have 6,000 in Dallas at the Gaylord Resort, August 17th, 18th, 19th. And Las Vegas, we'll probably have 10,000 in November at our annual EXP con and our annual convention with Glenn Sanford, our founder, you, David. Uh, um, so it's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And uh, it's just, it's been amazing. So yeah, I wrote the book Momentum. You know, I was selling 400 homes a year. People said, you should write a book. So I did, you know, <laughs> and I, it's called Momentum. It's basically how I get it on, um, on Amazon. And basically it um, talks about how I built my sales organization and lessons learned, buyer tips, seller tips, how to build a team, hire an assistant, um, lead generation, you know, advice for writing, winning offers, the whole thing, you know, so that's, that's kind of what I did. Very cool. What's the greatest lesson you've ever learned in your career? <clears throat> I think, um, wow, greatest lesson I've ever learned. Uh, that's a tough one. There's been so many, right? Yeah. There's been so many. Wow. Greatest lesson I ever learned. These were not all going to be softball questions. <laughs> now, that one's a hard one. Um, I, I'm just going to throw this out. It keeps coming back out to me, which is um, shadowing people. You find people who are super successful and you, I flew to Brian Buffini, Brian Buffini to shadow him with this buy referral only program. One of the top trainers in the world. I flew to Craig Proctor in Toronto, Canada to shadow, to shadow the number one Remax agent in the world. Shadowed him. I watched his every move. I flew to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma to shadow the number one Coldwell Banker agent in the world. So I didn't stay all Remax, all Coldwell Banker, yeah. all one brokerage. 
People are people. Brokerages are just places we work out and hang our license, even EXP. It's the people that are the magic. It's the Elon Musk, the Michael Valdez, the Richard Branson, the Glenn Samford, the people, Steve Jobs, people are the secret sauce. And so I flew and like when I went to Oklahoma City, I mean, the number one Coldwell Bank rates in the world lives in a lot in a town of 110,000 people. Yep. And he's selling six hundred homes a year in a town of 110,000 people. And I flew there though. That's the difference. Or shadow, shadow, shadow. No, I went and did this. I got on planes. I met people. I said, can I come out to your office? I was a Remax agent going to a Coldwell Banker guy. It's like, yeah, sure. Come on out. I recently had a guy, Russ, uh, come out from Nashville, Cleo, friend I've known forever through Don and Alyssa, uh, Don and Allison, Don Hobbs and Allison Gaddy. Yeah. And uh, he came out from Nashville, followed me for four days. Just didn't say wow. word, watch my every move. No one's ever done that, ever. And he's like, man, I learned a lot. So you hear about shadowing. I did it. Russ is doing it. People do it. But I mean, it really, find the biggest, baddest commercial agent and see if you can go follow him for the day to his office. Hang out. Say, I won't say a word. I'll just watch. I want to shadow you. I want to learn. And when I went to, what I remember from Lawton was Jay was on the radio. And he was getting a lot of listings from the radio. So guess what I did? I had his radio guy set me up in Sacramento. I spent 15 years on the radio, one of wow. the largest radio stations, KFBK, 1530 AM. It launched Rush Limbaugh's career. So Rush Limbaugh came from Sacramento. I saw the bulletproof glass in the uh, in the studio to prove it. Magnets, everything was glass this thick, like a bank. Wow. I think it was banker. They, yeah, Rush Limbaugh. It was a business and news, financial news program. And Rush did his thing and became the famous Rush Limbaugh out of that station. I was in the same booth Rush was in with all the bulletproof glass. Crazy. <laughs> it was slightly controversial. It yeah. was one of the top AM stations. I spent a million dollars over, I don't know, the next 10, 12 years, but ended up getting so much business from it. It was crazy, but it came from shadowing. And again, I can't answer that question. There's so many. That's brilliant, though. That's a great answer. Stories. Yeah. All right. So following on that, somebody coming into the industry today, fresh. What would be three pieces of advice you would give them? Oh, man, three pieces of advice. Number one, uh, numbers, numbers, numbers. It, it's, um, you know, get a coach. It's like you could want to learn golf. You go to the driving range and hit 300 balls a day. That's numbers, numbers, numbers. But if you're swinging wrong, you're not going to get the result you're looking right. for. So take some group lessons. If you can't afford individual coach group lessons, are great. They give you a little attention. They go on to the next one, the next one, they come back to you. No, 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 do this. They, go, they keep coming back and then practice your good habits, numbers, numbers, numbers. So if I were new and if I were you listening to this podcast and I lived in West Palm beach or Phoenix or Dallas or Seattle or Albuquerque, New Mexico, or wherever it is you live in the world, Hong Kong, I would find the biggest, baddest commercial agent. If I were a commercial agent, I'd say, can I come work for you? I'll work for free. I'll, I'll work for peanuts, but I would find the, not a good one. I'm talking the number one star and I would watch and take notes and learn everything I could. And then I would go do what I learned. You know, I may not make much money the first year, maybe in the second year, but by the third year I can go on my own and I can replicate what I saw. And um, that's how I became very successful in real estate. So if you're new, find a star it, 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 listen to me, Coldwell Baker is not going to do boo for you. Remax, even EXP, EXP isn't necessarily going to, they're not going to go show property with you. EXP Corporation is not going to go on listing appointments with you. They're not going to write offers with you. They're not going to appraise homes with you. 
That is done by an individual at eXp. So whether it's an individual or a team at eXp or Coco Bank or Remax or wherever you are, find the biggest, baddest agent. If that's an independent company, go to it. If you want to learn real estate, now I recommend you come to eXp because you can have stock boards, <laughs> revenue share, right. so many other good benefits. And you can find an amazing superstar agent. There's 50,000 of us. Plus, with 50,000 coming this year, we'll have 100,000 next year, largest in the world. But find someone at eXp is my advice. So you can, if you're going to grind and work your butt off, do it somewhere where you're appreciated with stock equity and sharing revenues. I referred over 100 people to Remax in my 12 years and got three $10 Starbucks cards. That's just how it was done. I was grateful for the Starbucks cards. Okay, I went, I'm like, hey, cool, I got a Starbucks card. Now, the person I sent to them would go on to sell 20, 30, 40, 50 homes a year. And that means Remax got paid 20, 30, 40, 50 times a year. And I had a $10 Starbucks card. So I traded the cow for magic beans. And so the, the EXP found a way to monetize referring agents. We've all done it for years. When I worked at Keller Williams, I people go, how do you like it? I love it. You should join. How do you like Remax? I love it. You should join. How do you like EXP? I love it. You should join. But now I get stock and revenue share, which has changed my children's children's life. I have millions of dollars worth of stock. And I'll say this, Michael, I know it went a little long, but when I worked at Remax for 12 years, I watched Dave Lineker become a billionaire. When I worked at Keller Williams for eight years, I watched Gary Keller become a billionaire. I've been at eXp for just over four years now. I watched Glenn Sanford, it happened again, become a multi-billionaire. But in the process, I became a multi-millionaire. It wasn't, I was not unsuccessful at Keller Williams and Remax. I became number 11 worldwide for Remax at like 132,000. I made money, but what I, I didn't have was that equity piece. I didn't own Remax International. You can own a piece of a franchise. Good luck selling that, by the way. You'll get something maybe yeah. you know i didn't own Kelly williams international you get little pieces of a little small franchise but dave linegar owned the mothership remax right. international gary keller same thing but it, glenn samper designed a business to be owned by him and by his agents that's you that's me that's us and a rising tide rises all ships i have agents who haven't recruited anyone who have millions of dollars worth of stock they haven't recruited anyone but there's certain sales metrics that have triggered stock awards where they have millions of dollars of stock instead of worthless plaques and trophies. And I, and I appreciate EXP gives out plaques and trophies. I, I, I am grateful, but put that sucker on eBay, see what you get for it. You, you can't sell your trophies and plaques. So I'm sorry, but I had to, you I know, it's true, that. right? I speak the truth. I love it. Yep. So this is going to sort of set me up for the next question. The last defining word that I'm using with you is philanthropy. Because you and your family, your wife and everyone are all very giving. And you do that. And this is the perfect home for you because this is exactly what's done here. Tell me a little bit about your philanthropic efforts right now. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I learned a lot from my sponsor, Sheila Fairzron. I don't know if you know, last year, Sheila gave away $500,000 to widows and orphans. Well, I said, we wow. should do something for widows and orphans. A poor little widow who can't buy groceries. Orphans, they have nothing. Like, well, someone will take care of them. Really? Who? And yeah. so um, she gave away half a million dollars 
just herself. And my wife and I, I mean, we had to literally, we were blessed. We're doing better now, but we gave money when we had, I remember 2009 in the crash, we, our kids had, we had a uh, Christmas at the 99 cent store in 2009. That wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I lost every home we owned. We owned all kinds of real estate. I was in real estate and we lost it all. In 2010, we were doing better. And we go, let's, instead of spending $3,000 on presents for the kids, let's find um, four needy families to give them each about $700 each. And so we actually did that. It was amazing. But now we're at a point. So give when you have nothing, because if you don't give when you have nothing, you'll never give when you have something. And now we have an Excel spreadsheet full of different causes and things we love to do. And of course, you saw in Cabo, we raised $100,000 for uh, Ford Edge which is yeah. in Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Mexico. They, they go to the poorest of the poor and they build homes. They rescue children from human trafficking. It's an amazing organization. And I think we raised um, about a, um, uh, also at about an additional ongoing 120,000 a year worth of ongoing uh, just for that company, just at my one event. We're going to do it again in Scottsdale this weekend. So hopefully we'll, we'll raise That's a quarter awesome. million dollars in one month. But, um, you know, the agents love to give. We love to give. Life is about giving, not just receiving. You know that. So it's all good. 100%. I have one final question for you, my brother. In your book of life, what is this chapter called? Oh, man. Wow. You're getting all philosophical on me. He did not give me these questions before. I did, actually. <laughs> you didn't read them. So. Oh, I didn't read it. No, no, no. <laughs> you must have emailed me. I haven't read email in three years. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, seriously, my staff reads my email. I, only way I talk is text, right? You got to text me. But um, so book of, that's a, it's a fair question. This, but what is this chapter called? I would say redemption because Ooh. I really had a lot of pain in the downturn. My own home was foreclosed on in 2009. And I was a team leader for Keller Williams. I recruited 178 agents that year. I was a star. I get to fly to Austin, spend personal time with Gary Keller. I'm a big shot. All while they're taking my home, my um, Dean, I forget Dean's last name. He was a Keller Williams agent. The bank called him and said, hey, we got a new uh, asset for you. And he looks at the address. The name was Brent Gove, my personal address. He goes, man, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I just listed your house. And I was doing a short sale and it was dual tracking and they foreclosed before the short sale got done. And um, yeah, oh yeah, I was... When, when the market corrected in 05, summer of 05 is when it corrected. It didn't drop, but the sales stopped happening. My overhead was $128,000 a month. Wow. I'm in every magazine, TV, radio, postcards, websites, pay-per-click. Da, 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 da. I mean, we had so much. I had 13 full-time staff. I was just an agent. I wasn't even a company. Yeah. And so I was losing 20, 30, 40,000 a month for years. And I kept the, the, I always joke around, Michael, and say I was a victim of Zig Ziglar. I had a positive mental attitude that it would get better to turn around. Yeah. It did not turn around for years. I mean, years and years, 05 to, to really 2010 or 11 was when it yeah. turned. It, went, it was five or six years in Sacramento. <laughs> Market didn't drop to low eight, but we went from closing. I think in June, Michael, I closed 55 homes in a month. I got paid 55 times in a month. Is that a good month? That's a great month. Yeah, I made 288000 net after my expenses. So to earn a quarter of a million in a month, that's good pay. So I'm flying high. Life's great. 55 closings. We were doing 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 55. It had taken years and years to build up to that. 
the next month, 19, next month, 17, next month, 15, 14, 12. By December, we closed on nine homes, 45 wow. smart, scrappy, intelligent agents. We closed on nine homes. Every single agent went bankrupt. Every single agent lost their home. Every single agent had their boats repossessed. We, you know, it's going to correct. It's going to correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, boy, it corrected. The homes we were selling for 797000 almost 800000 By 2011, we were selling those same brand new six-bedroom, five-bath homes for 800000 a pop, track homes, for $250,000, 4,500, 5,000 square foot homes for like, I think we were selling them for like 50 cents a foot. I mean, brand new, nothing wrong with them. The market got wow. hit that bad. It was like a 68% market correction in Sacramento, California, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Florida. Sure. We took it on the chin. So that was humble pie. So the last chapter, uh, it feels like redemption. It's like, I worked so hard for so long to finally see a light at the end of the tunnel and have it not be a freight train. And then to be yes. able to bring others with us. I mean, you know, it's, it's just exciting to, to reach out. So EXP, we financial align together, all the agents, not just broker down, corporate broker down, corporate broker down. And you go to the office, you have friends at the office, but if your friend does well, it doesn't mean anything to you because you don't own a piece of the company. That's right. So here, if someone does well in Anchorage or Florida, New you're York, excited. Or Portugal or France, EXP does well we do well so i'm pretty excited about it i love it brent you are such an amazing man such an amazing human being you're a great leader a great dad a great husband and a great friend and i'm so happy to have you in my life thank you so much for everything you do brother thanks for having me on here thank you and thank you for all of you for listening this has been the global luxury real estate mastermind with me your host michael valdez (laughs) 